this week on the Federalist Radio Hour. Ed, to me, a, a sort of 21st century conservative, what jumps out is the question of how the people suddenly stop believing uh, in the absolute truth of Christianity in the West. Subscribe to The Federalist on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Did you know the tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super Beats Art Chews are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise, and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simply delicious. Tart Cherry Gummies come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off Tart Cherry Gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com slash Dana. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com slash Dana for up to 35% off Tart Cherry Gummies. Buytartcherry.com slash Dana. Please understand the stakes in this race. Send me to Washington, D.C. to send so I can work with Senator Casey and I can champion the union way of life in Jersey, in, excuse me, in D.C. Thank you. Thank you very much. And it's an honor. I live eight minutes away from here. And when I leave tonight, I got three miles away. Dr. Oz in his mansion in New Jersey, you've got a friend and you have an ally. Send me to Washington, D.C. Thank you very much. Thank you, Steelworkers. Uh, I mean, I was going to get into some election stuff, but I, I kind of, I'm like, golly, do I really want to now? It seems mean almost. That was uh, John Fetterman in Pennsylvania. Welcome to the show. Dana Lash here with you. This Wednesday, it's a weird, it's a weird week because we're coming off a Labor Day weekend where we all got yelled at, remember, by the President of the United States, and so it's, we're all feeling a little bit, uh, we don't exactly know how to feel, Uh, but that was, I had, we had to play that, that was John Futterman speaking yesterday, and you can't criticize his speaking because if you do, you are hateful or something, he's, you, it's not, you're not allowed to question whether or not he is fit mentally did you know that kane you're not i didn't didn't until now it's weird yeah you didn't yeah you're not allowed to because um reasons so if i was a voter i'd care yeah reasons though you know what no vote because he's democrat that's all you need to know he breathes and he's democrat that's uh what democrats think they have to offer first off welcome again dana lash here with you and I have, I want to get into the midterms, but I just, I got to say, do you realize that that's what Democrats are offering going into midterms? Well, we got a guy. Really, tell us, tell us the voters about him. Well, he's a dude. Maybe. We're not biologists. Okay, so, well, he breathes. He breathes. Well, that's, you know, it's, it seems important. Yes. Yeah. And, well, he's, uh, Bipedal, sentient human being who breathes. Oh, but most importantly, he's a Democrat. There you go. That's it. Wait, wait. That's what? Yes. How does that? Those qualifications, though. Yeah. How how does that help us? I mean, he's so he's 
You're telling us that his only qualifications are he breathes and is a Democrat. Yes. That I feel like we're getting the short end of a, the stick here. Yeah. Well, that is somehow bigoted. Against sticks? Yes. <laughs> the short end of the sticks are offended because you said that you're getting the short end of the stick. Therefore... You're insinuating that you don't have the longer end of the stick and that that is somehow the superior side of the stick to have. Oh, my God. That, do you realize that's what's happening? I'm not making this up. You think I made this is a, this is today. This is how politics are fought. Right. So that's um, man, Pennsylvania. It seems like it's an easy choice for you guys up there. You know, it would seem so. Okay, can we get into For the Love of All Things Holy? We're going to come back to, because I got some house races you need to watch. I got some center races you need to watch. I got a whole bunch of other stuff, blah, blah, blah. So we'll, we'll get into all of that. But first off, I'm really, audio soundbite, 4,000. Do you guys, I mean, I know that there's regular gas. You have like, you know, LNG, and then you have clean gas and dirty gas. But have you guys ever heard of Nordstrom gas? Cue Corinne Jean-Pierre. So you've heard us say this, that what, what we see Russia's doing, and we've been very clear we've, about this, is that they're using energy, they're weaponizing energy, and it's mm-hmm. choosing to, to one of the things that uh, has been out there to shut down the pipeline of Nordstrom 1. Oh, Nordstrom 1? Can I just hear that one bitty bit again? Nordstrom 1? What? Go ahead. To shut down the pipeline of Nordstrom One. Nordstrom? When the hell have they been in gas? Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Is sale? I mean, they do have amazing sales, but are you telling me that, is there like a difference? Do they have like the bougie gas? <laughs> they got bougie gas. Nordstrom gas. Did you know that? I'm just curious. So what kind of gas have we been getting, Kane? Not Neiman's is based in Texas, ain't it? So yeah, we get that Neiman's gas? We don't get the form-fitting gas like Nordstrom has. Holy cow. Who knew that there was bougie gas to get? I feel. I mean, I feel like as an American, that's what we should be having, right? So Nordstrom, well, that explains why it's so expensive. You know, because it's Nordstrom gas. Do we have an Aldi gas or something? Do we have a dollar store gas? Because I think all of us... I mean, it does explain why it's so expensive. Corinne Jean-Pierre with the Nordstrom gas, ladies and gentlemen. So Biden has rejected criticism that he's dividing Americans by telling half the country that they're a threat to democracy. For real. He, he decided, I don't know if you guys saw his tweet where he's been trying to, he's been trying to walk it back for forever. And he said, well, you know, there's MAGA Republicans and then there's regular Republicans. Wait, what? You remember, though, back in two, was, uh, 2008-9, they had the Tea Party Republicans. And everyone said, oh, those crazy tea. There's always, they want to try to always say that there's like some faction of the Republican Party that's the crazy one. So now he had said, he had tweeted, um, well, he said in his speech, he said in his speech, he was tweeting this. Not every Republican is a MAGA Republican. Wait, what? I'm just curious. And he keeps trying to redefine what this is. I don't know if you've seen all of their attempts to try to define what they think that 
MAGA Republicans are. I mean, there's I'm looking at like a million different things. All their circuits, all the circuits are out there trying to define it. <laughs> it's just funny. It's funny. So they this is what day six of walk back. He, he was trying to, he wanted his Sith Lord campaign speech that he delivered during primetime, he wanted that to make it a conversation about Trump. But his problem is that he actually attacked everybody else. Dude, that's a fine needle to thread. When you're attacking a candidate, you got to be real careful not to attack their voters, especially if you're trying to woo, you know, the independents. So, I mean, you're just too, I mean, this is worse than basket of deplorables. Is it? Yeah, I think it is. It might be. So he's he's been saying, well, not all of the, you know, some of the MAGA Republicans are, are uh, they're bad. Some of them are. Have you read his tweets on this? And then his, he said it. He talked about this Thursday. He told was talking to the press about this again. Uh, and then he gave his Labor Day speech. And then he's been trying to tweet like a re, keeps trying to redefine what he's doing. It's. To, it's so ridiculous. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. That sounds like a very interesting band. Isn't it? And they, Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans on SNL. I don't know. It just seems like that that's something that, that's a band name. So he's been saying, oh no, the MAGA Republicans, they're the, they're the, there's a difference. How many times are you going to walk this? They can't define what it is. They, they have no idea what it is. They can't. They, this is day six now. So he's trying to, he was trying to say, well, you know, the Republicans said that I can work with. So you mean rhinos? Like what, like what Republicans can you, what are you talking about? That it didn't, it just goes to show you it didn't work very well for them. Not at all. Now, if you're in California, I don't know how you're, man, this is wild. I saw this KRON Channel 4 last night. They had the rolling blackouts were announced. They started last night. Pacific Gas and Electric warned that rotating outages were a a possibility, and now they're here. Now, Gavin Newsom says that, yes, everybody's got to save energy. He he was speaking to people, audio somebody, 11,000 million. Oh, isn't that how current John Pierre counts? To do their part to help step up for just a few more days. Individuals, the state, industries, business, all doing their part to help reduce strain on the grid. Now, here's specifically what you can do in the early morning hours, particularly tomorrow and the next day or so. Pre-cool your home. Run your air conditioning earlier in the day when more power is available. And we encourage you to close your windows and blinds to keep your home cool as well. And today and tomorrow afternoon after 4 p.m., in particular 4 p.m., please turn your thermostat up to 78 degrees or higher and avoid to the extent possible using any really large appliances. Just don't do anything. Don't breathe even. Don't even look at the electric. Don't even talk about the electrical grid. Don't. So they said that uh, in Alameda, California, their municipal power said two circuits were dropped. They restored. They've had rotating out- outages. They're telling everybody, look, the because, the, the, I mean, it's it's bad. They said, listen, that to to keep it at 78 degrees, 78 degrees. You think that bougie, the bougie celebrities are going to be doing that? You think that uh, people who have so much wax on their face that it's going to melt off? You think that they're going to be sitting around at 78 degrees in the desert? 
Hell no, they're not. They're not going to be just like they don't stop watering their lawns. Oh, no, our grass is green. It's weird because when moisture does come from the sky, it just only apparently hits our yard. Nobody believes these people. Emergency grid cut, emergency energy cut measures. And they said that if the grid or weather conditions worsen, they, I mean, it looks like, you know, they, they're, they're already doing the voluntary energy conservation flex alerts. Man, that is something else. 78 degrees or, or higher. No large appliances. Don't try. Boy, it's a good thing that California is such a utopia and has no crime or emergencies that no one could possibly need to use a vehicle to get anywhere. Isn't that right, Kane? Oh, sure. I mean, <laughs> what if somebody falls and breaks their arm? We got to go to the. Well, we didn't charge up the car. Uh-oh. You guys are going to have to sit here until it's time. <laughs> Jeez. Seriously, this is crazy. This is so crazy. And it gets even crazier. Now the EU is going to propose a mandatory target for reducing electricity use at peak hours. Now, before I play this audio soundbite for you, what thousand eleven million soundbite is this? Counting Jean Perrine style? Karine Jean Pierre style? Oh, here it is. Nine. Nine thousand eleven hundred. So this is some chick. She's the EU lady. I don't know all that. You know what? Because I don't care about them. But I do think it's interesting that this is an, a, a self-imposed energy crisis. So here's the EU. Tell me if you've heard this before, and you'll know what to listen for. And this is what is expensive, because in these peak demands, the expensive gas comes into the market. So what we have to do is flatten the curve and uh, avoid the peak demands. We will propose a mandatory target for reducing electricity use at peak hours, and we will work very closely with the member states to achieve this. So you're telling me to flatten the curve. We're just a few days days to flatten the curve. This sounds really familiar. Where have I heard this before? Where have I heard this before? Flatten the curve. Just a few days to flatten the curve. Well, I think, oh, do I know? I think I do. Uh, that would be the lockdown cane. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So everyone and how just... how long did that last? Two years. Oh, boy. So everyone just sit in your own sweat and eat whatever is room temperature. Don't drive anywhere. Stay home and everything will be fine. Self-imposed emergencies. This is all because of that ESG nonsense. Yeah, I mean, it, we, have, we went from 15 days to slow the spread to two years. 15 days to slow the spread. I mean, I don't, I'm just going to tell you, I, the last two years of government have made me so ornery. It is, I am almost, insu- I'm almost insufferable even off air, like a thousand percent of the time. It's that bad. We got a lot more because now a big German gas company says the worst is the worst is yet to come, guys. <laughs> Everyone grab their ankles. So we've got that. California is going to pay residents to not buy a gas-powered car. I'm going to explain that to you. We also have new polling. Uh, why I don't do cruises? Who is John Podesta? 
They're not related. Ammo is expensive and in short supply. Did you know that you can train without ammunition at your home using the Mantis X? All the best shooters in the world do a significant portion of their training with dry fire practice at home. The Mantis X firearms training system is a no ammo, all electronic way to practice and improve your shooting accuracy. It simply attaches to your own firearm like a like a weapon light and you can use it at home or at the range. The Mantis X gives you data-driven real-time feedback on your technique and guides you through drills and courses. 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes using Mantis X. The Mantis X is used by the Marine Corps, Army, and Special Forces. It's military-grade technology at an affordable price. And the Mantis X can improve your shooting dramatically, and it's a must-have for every gun owner. If you believe in your Second Amendment rights, you should also be able to act on your Second Amendment responsibility and be competent and confident in your shooting ability. Start improving your shooting accuracy today. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's MantisX.com. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. Okay, so a new twist on Quick 5. You have to guess which of these stories are fake. So let's get into it. First and foremost, your car could soon run on literal thin air. Scientists have developed a method to make hydrogen fuel from air. Green hydrogen produced using electricity and water could help power cars. Sounds interesting. San Francisco Chronicle. Poop and pee fueled the huge algae bloom in San Francisco Bay. Fixing the problem could cost $14 billion. And Gavin Newsom has now, going forward, asked the people of California to poop and pee in buckets. And uh, Carnival Cruise... They uh, have a TikTok of a flooded cabin that's gone viral. The first, apparently, two levels had flooding, and everyone is recording themselves running away. And embalmers are making shock discoveries in the blood of the dead. The Epic Times is reporting that ooh, long, long, long blood clots, leg long, have been discovered. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing, and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. So get started with just one short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call right now and you'll receive up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Don't wait. Call 866-887-1188. That's 866 866- 887-1188 or text Dana to 998899. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866-887-1188 or text Dana to 998899. Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. If we're all in agreement that it is incorrect to say the 2020 election was stolen... What about the 2016 election? Look, I'm not going to go back to where we were or what happened in 2016. We're going to focus on the here and now. We're going to focus on what's happening today. Here and now, here and now. No, not the song. That's Kearney Jean-Pierre talking to Peter Ducey. He asks her a legitimate question. And she can't deal with it. That's it. She can't deal with it. So... 
the, the thing, it's a, it's a double standard. It legit is. If you get the newsletter, uh, we covered this yesterday, and I also put some stuff in your prep. Denying elections, writes P.J. Miller, isn't extreme unless Republicans do it. And this is not a ridiculous question from Peter Ducey. It was completely accurate. And it's not just Corinne Jean-Pierre who has a pretty compromising history on this sort of what they define now as extremism. It's the entirety of the Democrat Party. I mean, we've played video where it's like 10 minutes of them just denying the 2016 election. I mean, this Democrats don't want anyone to kind of look at they don't want anybody to look at their history with us gosh they did this back when bush won do you remember how many recounts they had they had like two or three recounts and then democrats went back and they said okay we're gonna do recounts in like the four most democrat counties because nothing changed this is with gore bush nothing changed they're the ones and they said that bush was illegitimate they've said this after every single republican who has won in my lifetime i have not lived through a general election where a Republican won, where Democrats, and I don't mean just like a subsection of their most fringe base. I mean the highest ranking people in their party. Other elected Democrats, the whole fam damnly, all of them had said that it was illegitimate and they shouldn't have, and he shouldn't have won. They did this after Bush. They did it after Trump. They've done it for, I mean, I have not been alive during any point where a Republican has won and they didn't do this. This is their history. And now they want to go and say that because some Republicans wanted to pause certification of the ballots, they were the ones who spun this as being Republicans were trying to overthrow an election. First off, no one is stupid enough to believe that you can do that in the Senate. Okay? When you get to that point, there is not a single person who knows the basic schoolhouse rock gist of how their government operates that believes that you're going to overthrow a federal election at that point. This was about a pause of certification of all of the ballots until at which point Ballots coming in from certain counties of like two or three states could be 100% certain certified as being legitimately cast. And the reason for the objection was because these states, during the pandemic and lockdown, they decided to change their election process and how people voted to have drop-offs in the middle of the night base i mean really i mean you had drop-off boxes you know 24 7 uh where you could just drop off ballots where you didn't have to have signature matching anybody could just mail it in you didn't have to match any signatures or anything like that which were done it was an automated system to verify that and it was fairly accurate and the you know i was talking to my oldest son about this because i because we had it started with a conversation before he went back to school, it was a conversation about states running elections. States can determine their elections, and that's a, a thousand percent true. But the cooperation comes in when you are going to produce the results of your election and send that to the federal level, so that can that can be factored into the result. Meaning, it can 
it can influence the result, the outcome of a national election. And at that point, the states have to come to an agreement. Okay, you, this is what you're doing to certify your ballots. Okay, this is what we're doing to certify our ballots. And everybody comes to an agreement as to how they're going to certify their ballots. And states make it to where, okay, well, we, we are not going to pull the rug out from underneath you. So we've codified this in our state constitution, and this is how it's going to go. And what ended up happening during the pandemic and lockdown is a number of these, these areas that I specifically mentioned. And this is why Georgia, Georgia actually passed this as an amendment. They modified their constitution to lengthen the uh, early voting and all of this stuff uh, and make some of these things that features during lockdown permanent aspects of their voting system going forward. A lot of these states didn't go through and they didn't have their, this wasn't determined by their legislature. They had unelected bureaucrats determine that this was how they're going to do it. That actually violated their state constitution. And furthermore, the protections for ballots weren't incorporated into it because they had reduced that and the excuse was for the pandemic and lockdown. And so they expected that everyone else honor those ballots the same as they had before, except they decided to not honor their agreement with the other states. You can run your elections however you want to, but when you wanted to influence the outcome for people in other states nationally, you need to go through the process that everybody has all, all agreed to go through. Everyone has come to, they, we, we come to a, a determination on this. This was the big objection. I'm trying to explain it in in layman's terms so the drive-by people that like to talk badly about your politics and you know in the next cubicle understand. This was this was this was the agreement. You know this would be like, you know, Kane and I deciding who we're going to choose and we each come to an agreement about how we're going to uh, finalize our determination and then one of us deciding at the last minute that we're going to do something that actually calls into question the integrity of our decision. And, you know, obviously that it would, in, if one, it would influence, you know, the other one of us. So, yeah, there's objections. It, it didn't have anything to do with violating state sovereignty or having the federal government determine how a state was going to operate and, and run its elections. It was about you, you, you promised that you, in, to the point where you codified it, it's in your state constitution. And you, de- you decided to deliberately ignore that and, and reduce the protections for your ballots to the point where it calls into question the integrity of those ballots. So the whole point about pausing certification was to verify the ballots coming from certain points, certain counties in certain states, and actually certain states, there were only like two of them, where they had dis- they, they decided to do away with a lot of those protections that upheld voter integrity. And they did it without going through the legislative process and amending their state constitution. That was the objection. And quite frankly, considering that, you know, people's decisions could have an impact, doesn't matter if you're voting in Michigan, especially if your vote in Michigan could affect how, you know, the lives of people in Florida or the lives of people in New York or the lives of people in Texas or or New Mexico or wherever or Arizona, Pennsylvania. So that is what the objection was to. And for the media, this was one of the biggest lies that the media has ever told in the history of of its existence in the United States. The, their, their conflation of this, their misrepresentation of this as being, oh, well, it's objecting, objecting to the overall election is a travesty. It is one of the worst lies they've ever told. And they do it for the point of division. So that's what this whole thing was about. And they, Democrats, seized on it. Oh, my gosh, here we go. But look at history. Not at single point 
following a Republican victory in the general election. There has not been a single point where major party leaders within the Democrat Party objected and said it was an illegitimate election. They do this every single time. That is all I have ever known. Did they do it after Reagan? I wouldn't doubt if they did. I think it was something new that they discovered after W. But, I mean, and I remember, I mean, it's been like that, I don't know, ever since, and even Republican governors, they, they do it now with everybody. They question the legitimacy of everything. You know, Trump himself admitted, it was, he was quoted by The Guardian. He admitted that he didn't win the election. He said this on camera. And they ignore the fact that he said this. They won't acknowledge it. Notice how they keep accusing him of saying that he, oh, he didn't lose or he didn't. This is all media narrative. Hillary Clinton is still unable to admit that she lost the 2016 race even today. Stacey Abrams believed that she was robbed of the seat in the governor's mansion, despite the fact that fewer Democrats voted for her than voted for Joe Biden. You know, it's like these numbers are made public on the Secretary of State's website. That's one of the jobs of the Secretary of State. And it's one of the things, one of the purposes that their website serves. They make this information available to the public. It's asinine. But this is their MO. One of the other things that we've seen, I don't know, do you guys, are you familiar with John Podesta? New York Times had this story. Where John Podesta, I mentioned this yesterday, he's being tapped to head this energy thing, the climate team, the remaking of the climate team. John Podesta is going to guide the $370 billion in spending. And he's replacing Gina McCarthy. What's interesting is is Podesta's history. My... uh, friend and late mentor Andrew Breitbart had a war with John Podesta because when he was battling Acorn, uh, John Podesta joined their board of consultants or their board of advisors. And that's when they really started investigating every single person around Acorn. And Acorn was totally guilty. John Podesta is a longtime Clinton crony. He served as Bill Clinton's chief of staff in the White House. He's been in D.C. and he's been adjacent to power for decades. His brother, Tony Podesta, they created this big lobbying firm. In fact, Tony Podesta, I think it was through him that Barack Obama was able to get his mansion in Chicago because Barack Obama had a meteoric rise. He immediately he went from state office to Senate really quickly. And then, boom, he was right there, president of the United States. And he got his start uh, raising money in Bill Ayer's living room and uh, Tony Podesta, from what I understand, helped to purchase his mansion. And what's funny is there, Peter uh, Kadzik, he was the assistant attorney general in the in the DOJ under uh, Obama. And in the whole thing about Hillary Clinton's email server, Podesta was involved in that. In fact, Podesta said that Kadzik actually kept him out of jail. He said this publicly and they made sure he would leak information to Podesta about exactly what was happening in the investigation during Hillary Clinton's uh, the email server. But this he has been in this forever. He had a lot of ties, a lot of financial ties to the Russian government at one point, according to uh, the Wall Street Journal. In fact, let me go back to this piece. 
This was uh, from uh, 2016, John Podesta in, and the Russians. Podesta did a lot of business with a lot of different oligarchs, Kremlin-backed investments, all kinds of stuff. And after all of this stuff with Russian collusion started, he decided to transfer all of his holdings to his kids so he could avoid any kind of scrutiny. So he is a dirty, dirty, dirty dude. And he's, I mean, I don't know what else I can, I mean, he's a dirty guy, dirty, dirty guy. And he's been involved in all of this. He's the guy that you bring in to strong arm people and to, uh, you know, kind of move funds around and things of that nature, which is why it's super sketchy that a guy who has no background whatsoever with quote unquote climate is being brought in to replace, which I don't even think you need this, the domestic climate advisor in the Biden administration. Interesting. One of the things that I was also thinking about is it goes to show you to me, this underscores something bigger. Joe Biden is not in the White House because of his own accord. Joe Biden is not in the White House because he's influential. He's not in the White House because he has contacts. If you look at his administration, who's it full of? Old Clinton people and old Obama people. He doesn't have his own people. He never accumulated that kind of capital or influence within the Democrat Party. They needed a placeholder. While they kind of, you know, scrappered to up some, some, somebody to, to replace him with at some point, whether it's in 2024 or after. They just wanted that access to power. It didn't matter if he's, you know, has health issues and his brain's turned to cheese. It doesn't matter. He's in that position because the Democrat Party wanted him in that position, not because he had the influence to get in there himself. Don't ever forget that the only reason that Joe Biden sits in the White House is because of James Clyburn. James Clyburn saved his A-double snakes. Never forget that. You remember that? I told you this. Did I not tell you that when it happened? This was after, I think he had done poorly in Pennsylvania, something like that. And Joe Biden, he was about to be out of the, he was about to be out of the, the race, the, out of the, out of the race. And it wasn't until South Carolina uh, that James Clyburn intervened and brought in the votes to push uh, Biden over. He, he went in for him hard. See, he doesn't, Biden does not have his own influence within the Democrat Party. It's all borrowed from someone else. That should be one of the most telling things to you. We got a lot more to hit. Never run out of coffee by joining the club with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black Rifle Coffee Company was built upon the mission to serve coffee and culture to people who love America. As a veteran-owned company, Black Rifle Coffee Company delivers on that promise by developing explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus learned as members of the military, and they're committed to supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders. When you join the coffee club, you select your perfect roast, how much coffee you want, and how often you want it delivered, and it's all shipped right to your door for free. Not only do you save a trip to the store, but you also receive special discounted pricing. You gain access to exclusive products and partner brand discounts. Not sure what roast is best for you? Take the Black Rifle Coffee Quiz and get matched to the perfect coffee roast and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee. Black Rifle Coffee. Of all your favorite talk hosts, one of these is not like the others. The Dana Show. Very interesting news coming out of Clark County, Nevada. Police in Las Vegas are searching the home of Democrat Clark County Administrator Robert Tellis. 
in connection with the slaying of Review Journal reporter Jeff German. Now, Telus had been the subject of recent investigative stories by Jeff German. In fact, German had reported on how the Democrat had been accused by staffers of fueling a, quote, hostile work environment and also carrying on a, quote, inappropriate relationship with another staffer, which apparently those staffers had recorded. They caught him in the back of a vehicle, the driveway of his home, where he was with that subordinate staffer, Roberta Lee Kennett. And apparently they, he was accused of bullying and favoritism, too. After Jeff German's stories were published, Tellus lost his reelection bid in June's in the June primary. And now Jeff German winds up stabbed outside of his home. And so police are serving a warrant right now on this uh, former, I guess now Clark County Public Administrator Robert Tellus. It's weird. He was pictured by the Review Journal in May 11th. And on May 11th, standing there talking to Jeff German, man, he's kind of giving him a weird look. It's just a weird, weird, weird thing. We're going to continue following that story. Let's also see how often this party affiliation is erased or not even touched on at all. The story by uh, Legacy Press. Stick with a second hour on the way. Did you know the tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super B Tart Chews are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simple delicious. Tart Cherry Gummies come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off Tart Cherry Gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com slash Dana. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com slash Dana for up to 35% off Tart Cherry Gummies. Buytartcherry.com slash Dana. He professes to be a Christian. This is not the Christianity and the teachings of the Bible that I know. And I think religious leaders all across the country are standing up and denouncing exactly this. But what we must do in this moment is make sure that we do live our values and we open up every opportunity that we can to support these migrants. That, ladies and gentlemen, is Her Holiness, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Oh... Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here with you. Second hour. <laughs> it's Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. She's, I know that when I want lessons on Christianity, Kane, my first choice is to go to the Bishop of Chicago, Lloyd Lightfoot. That's who I want to go. I want to go and listen to her lecture. Can you please tell me, because Cain has all the Bibles, the, all the books of the Bible memorized. Yeah. Can you please tell me, Cain, in what book of the Bible burr, Clarence Thomas is in? Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't think that's in there. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Are thou certain? Pretty sure. Seeing as most of it was written before, you know, Clarence Thomas or Lightfoot. How dare alive. you question the omnipresence of our Lord? 
I don't mean. <laughs> so what I no, saying? I just I'm curious because Lori Lightfoot is such a holy woman, oh. holy woman. Oh, and I am just wondering, you know, at what point? First off, what is? Let's just play this game. Let's play this game. I'll be your Huckleberry. That's just my game. So, if she is saying that this is somehow a violation of Greg Abbott's professed faith, what about what is being violated here? I mean, fair citizens listening to this program from coast to coast, is not Chicago a sanctuary city? It is. Is not Chicago a place of opportunity? Is not Chicago a beacon of light to those who would enter this country's sovereign borders illegally? What was that? So he is just putting everyone on a bus and giving them a free trip to the land of milk and honey, the land of Chicago. The sanctuary city that is the Windy City. Just saying, where the mayor screams, Clarence Thomas, and makes everyone else stay home while she goes and gets her hair cut. And hi- who was the guy who was hired and rode the horse to death? I can't even talk about the story. Oh, yeah, I hated that she hired a fake cowboy who ran a horse to death. Remember that thing? Don't look it up. I don't, oh, I can't. I'll be throwing some stuff. I'm just saying this is so would you not if you were does she not believe all the the things that she said about her grand city? I mean, so getting on a bus voluntarily and going to the land of milk and honey tis not Christianity, says Lori Lightfoot. I'm just wondering, you know, why? Why she thinks that that's somehow unless (gasps) Unless, dear listener, the Bishop of Chicago, the holy, Lori Lightfoot, unless she doesn't believe in her own propaganda, that the Windy City is not, in fact, a sanctuary city for people who are entering illegally, but perhaps tis a sanctuary city for repeat offenders. You remember how holy she is? She is so holy. How holy is she? <laughs> she would only she she would only take questions from certain types of reporters. Her holiness prevented her from taking questions from white reporters. Those white devils. Those albino demons. Which is sidebar, that's a really great punk band name. Totally great punk band name, yeah. I'm just, you know, oh, you know, she's going to come out wearing like a bishop's hat. Is that what it is? Is it like a, I don't know anything about it. And I'm not saying this to be disrespectful. I, I mean, I like a good hat. I'm just saying, is that she's going to come out wearing something like that? You know it. But I just want to know where, at what point, you know, his faith is somehow in question. You were the one lady who talked about all the milk and honey you had up in Chicago he just sent a people to the land of milk and honey. Are you out of milk and honey? Are you out of it? I'm curious. I, at least she's citing some kind of the Bible. You know, I'm okay. Even if you just want to try to 
think you're going to trap somebody who is of faith and you're going to you think you're going to point out their hypocrisy. At least it's making you look at it, isn't it? No. She's a curious one, is she not? Very curious lady. So a few things. I Can I play? I know we played it. I need to play this again. I just need to go back real quick here. Hang on, because I got so much stuff I need to hit. Uh, we were talking about the John Podesta stuff, and I, I needed to get into mid touch on midterms a little bit. Actually, wait, I'm going to hold off playing this. I wanted. I don't know if you've seen this thing from Governor Kathy Hochul. Hochul. She tweeted this morning. She tweeted that. Quote. Everyone needs to do their part to combat gun violence. I don't know why she talks like this. This just helps me differentiate her in my head. She says, American Express, MasterCard, and Visa should categorize firearm purchases and flag suspicious activity just like they do for millions of other transactions. Together we can help stop gun trafficking and keep New Yorkers safe. Um... Oh my gosh, I'm made of questions. So here are my questions that I made of. First off, you're, I, I don't really think that criminals are going out and buying all their guns on the black market with their Amex and their MasterCard and their Visa. You know, like I'm, I mean, I could be wrong, but I just haven't seen it in any of the studies that I've done. And I haven't seen it in the DOJ survey that, by the way, I very helpfully cited on social media. But they, and I mean, are they standing out there, the, the black market people, Kane, with their little swipey thing, their swipey McSwiper on their phone that you can shoot, shoot? They don't use Square or anything like that. I yeah. It's purely cash or drugs. I mean... Maybe they should stop allowing over 80% of their repeat offenders that are charged with illegal possession of a gun to straight up walk. I mean, that might be, that might be a thing. You know, purchasing a gun is not a suspicious activity. What is wrong with you? Oh my gosh, he purchased a gun. That's suspicious. Wait, you mean he went to a retailer and went through a background check and bought a gun legally? Just because you dislike the inanimate object that they're purchasing does not mean that their activity in procuring said inanimate object is suspicious, Karen. I, this is wild. I Man, I was like blasting up Amex and MasterCard and Visa. They should categorize. What about the other cards? Aren't there other cards out there? Oh, sure. <laughs> this is so stupid. Together, we can... What are you going to do? You'll, you know what will happen? This broad will let him walk. So even if they were charged, let's just say she gets what she wants, she'd let him walk anyway. What's the point? This is all just, it's all theater. These people are clowns. Absolute clowns. I don't even, I don't think President McUnity is the only, you know, isn't the only person dealing with cerebral cheese right now. (sighs) Okay, so, and Eric Adams has vowed door to door. He keeps doing this. Door to door checks on gun permits. What? I Somebody knocks on my door. Can we talk to you about your guns? Get off my property. This is a castle doctrine state. Get off my property. Just saying. How dare you not trust the government? Wow. What example should I list that gives you some, gives you some insight as to why we should question that? 
Hmm. And Elizabeth Warren is also jumping on this with Hochul. She says that credit card companies, credit card companies like Visa and MasterCard and American Express can and should do more to help stop mass shootings. We're urging these companies to step up and help identify suspicious purchases to prevent gun violence. These people are so stupid. Remember when she offered her husband a beer and he looked at her like, what the hell's wrong with you? She was in the kitchen. Oh, hi, sweetie. She talks. You can always tell when someone uses like cutie little language with people that they don't normally use in real life because it sounds weird. It sounds so weird. Hi, sweetie. You know, she didn't call him that. Would you like a beer? He looks at her like, the hell's wrong with you? Get out of here. Yeah, what are you talking about? Audio sound by 12. I'm not a fan of Mark Cuban because he says some stuff that's wrong, but I I do like this sentiment. Listen. I I don't mind being taxed more. I wrote a blog 20 years ago saying it's the most patriotic thing. You can do it. Here's my number one pet peeve. First off, it's called a post. Thank you. It's not a blog. A blog is the entire publication and a post is a an article on said publication. Stop saying I wrote a blog when you're talking about one piece. Secondly, if you want to pay more in taxes, then write the damn check to the Department of Treasury. No one's stopping you. Go ahead. Sorry. 20 years ago saying it's the most patriotic thing you can do after military service is pay your taxes because that's what allows everybody, you know, to to live and to prosper. Um, But yeah, the idea of just soak the rich, billionaire tears, tears that sell that cup. Mm-hmm. Screw you, Elizabeth Warren. You're everything wrong with politics. Okay, I can get on with the last part. Yeah, the last part, yeah, the last part I can I can get on with that. I'm 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 good. I can I can handle that. That's good. Yeah. So I this whole thing with her and Hochul. This is their neck. I know. There's no first. This doesn't even make any sense. Like I said, this is not where people are getting their firearms. And what are they going to do? Buying a gun by itself isn't a suspicious activity. The problem is that no one's reporting this stuff. No one's using the system that we have now to establish like a paper trail to make sure that someone's a prohibited possessor when they absolutely could have. I have more to come, including Peppa Pig apparently is now. (laughs) Isn't that the little British pig? Peppa Pig is now going to feature a lesbian couple. To talk to children but the lesbian stuff i guess i don't know but that's going to happen i don't know why they need any romance in any of these children's television shows but it is what it is we're going to talk about that coming up all of our entertainment sucks uh also the latest with big energy california is telling everyone just basically shut everything off hope you don't have any emergencies it'd be real it'd be a real bad thing i got mo more Mo wokery, mo problems. We got all kinds of stuff. U.S. UPS is saying that there could be striking. You could see as as much as many as three hundred fifty thousand UPS workers going on strike. We're going to have all of that. Caltech Innovation is back to back. You've heard me talk about Caltech's P50 pistol. Now here comes the new 9mm P15 carry pistol. Quality engineered, the 9mm P15 carry pistol is the lightest, thinnest of its kind and Caltech's first striker fire handgun. And as another first, the P15s feature a totally unique patent pending 15 round extended magazine. Now, other features include ambidextrous grip, safety, reversible mag release, and the hybrid fiber optic night sights with full 
fully adjustable rear. That all comes standard. It's from Keltec, inventors of subcompact polymer and now metal handguns. The P15's gator grip texture on the polymer version increases stability and makes for easy, accurate handling, while the all-metal version offers comfortable but positive traction and a really beautiful wood grip panel. The P15 is the dependable firepower you need to secure your world. See the new 9mm P15 first, up close and personal, at keltecweapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C weapons.com. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Keltec. Remember, one of these stories, maybe more, is fake. So Kim Kardashian is going to start her own private equity company. It was written up in the Wall Street Journal this week. Uh, ooh, her partner in the venture, Jay Sammons, used to be in charge of something that I don't care. Uh, they're starting a firm called Sky with 2K's Partners. And the investments in sectors including consumer products, hospitality, luxury, digital commerce, the media, consumer media, and entertainment. So there you go. Man, all that from a sex tape. That's crazy. Uh, let's see. Biden says he worked in the civil rights movement. And one time they even let him man the fire hose. Coming out of uh, Mill... What? Yeah. Remember, one of these stories, all of them may be real. Uh, he said that he fought uh, in numerous speeches. He's talked about how he fought in the civil rights movement. No joke, he says. And at one time, they even let him man the fire hose and blast protesters. What? I'm just one of these. I'm just going to say uh, Putin and Xi Jinping are going to meet in Uzbekistan next week, says an official. By the way, one of these stores may have a hat tip to Babylon B also. Uh, the meeting is going to be at the Shanghai Cooperation Organization, a political, economic, and security forum that China and Russia dominate. Comes at delicate times for both leaders. They're going to come together and, and laugh about Biden, I would, you know, imagine. Just, you know, just wondering. Uh, also, Biden's Health and Human Services director is encouraging everyone to sit and urinate to be more inclusive. I wouldn't need to like that one as much. Sounds real, yeah. Uh, an Amsterdam at a phobia clinic, because those things exist. I mean, they do, I guess. You know, good for them. Uh, they said that they are seeking an employee to vomit on command. They want, they want an employee who can vomit at will. So far, an actual hundred, a number of people, a hundred of them, have shown an interest in the position. I guess they're treating phobias to this stuff and they need someone to do that? That's like, you know, pretty crazy. And apparently, contact lenses may soon replace our phone screens. This is a big no for me. Engineers at Mojo Vision are turning out prototypes of a smart contact lens stuffed with tiny circuits, batteries, and one of the world's smallest displays. Never get away from Twitter. Is that real? Yeah, that one, that may may be real. I don't know. One of these or more may not be real. That's all I'm going to say. Coming up, all of our entertainment sucks, and I got some wokery for you. Peppa Pig. Stick with us. Millions of Americans are waking up to a country they don't recognize. And while they struggle to raise their families and pay the bills, the media and corporations are telling them that they're what's wrong with the country. Thankfully, there are some companies that still believe in America and our Constitution. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative cell phone company, is on the front lines fighting for the sanctity of life, religious freedom, and the Second Amendment. And this is why Patriot Mobile is different from every other provider out there. Inflation has made it really hard on many Americans. And thankfully, Patriot Mobile 
T-Mobile has plans for almost any budget, and they offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers. Get the same great service, plus the knowledge that your money is supporting the values that made America great and will again. Visit PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Use offer code Dana to get free activation. And special discounts are available for veterans and first responders. Join the movement and make the switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show. You know, if if Mehmet Oz was kind of a nice guy like Scott Jennings, maybe he might could. Yeah, I'm from Texas. We use double conditionals. He might could get away with it, but he's not. He's a jerk. He put out a statement today, his campaign did, that said, Dr. Oz promises not to intentionally hurt John's feelings. At any point in the debate, John can raise his hand and say, bathroom break. Look, a lot of Pennsylvanians can relate to having a health scare. He got mad at me one time. We were on real time back before uh, Bill Maher got snotty with me and lied about me because some pervert dude I never met in my life claimed that I pitched him a reality show. And I'm like, why would I? I mean, I... I have representation at one of the biggest firms in the world. Why in the world would I go to some D-list pervert that I've never met and pitch a reality show? Get bent, you Weinstein wannabe. Anyway, welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here with you. No, Pablo Gallo and I were on uh, uh, Bill Maher one time, and he got real mad. He was like on this run defending the Clintons, and I was like, like I, I don't even remember what I said. Something smart aleck, though. I said something to the extent of, oh, you mean like when Clinton bombed a medicine factory? And Bagala tried to argue with me that that didn't happen. And it absolutely a thousand percent did. It was very interesting. The video is still on YouTube. Here's the thing, though. It's not ignorant, as I said, to question whether or not someone has the mental ability or acuity to run for office. I mean, I don't. Let's. I just want to replay number one here again. This guy does not sound well. Listen. Please understand the stakes in this race. Send me to Washington, D.C. to send so I can work with Senator Casey and I can champion the union way of life in Jersey, excuse me, in D.C. Thank you. Thank you very much. And it's an honor. I live eight minutes away from here. And when I leave tonight, I got three miles away. Dr. Oz in his mansion in New Jersey, you've got a friend and you have an ally. Send me to Washington, D.C. Thank you very much. Okay, it's not wrong at all to be like that dude has issues and should not be uh, like he should not be running for office. He needs to focus on his health. That has nothing to do with politics. I mean, dude, it just looks bad. It looks bad. Furthermore, there was a story that I was looking at. I'm going to pull this up because this was one of his, they said back in, he had nearly fainted a couple of years ago. He's had a history of issues. Someone was trying to explain how he uh, worked and like how he had to apparently like read lips or something like that. I don't know. Uh, there was this free beacon piece that came up discussing how, and how Fetterman even though he has this trouble speaking, and that might be because of the stroke, 
I think that talking about his health is absolutely an issue because these are voters. But secondly, you know, he's got a bad reputation separately from his health issue. The fact that he's still insisting on running, even knowing that he probably, I mean, I question whether or not he can actually fulfill his duties. And I think it's selfish of people running for elected office who do not meet the criteria because of health issues to shortchange voters and not be honest about this and and demand, you know, preferential treatment because of it. He always, he lives on preferential treatment. He was allegedly or well, he not allegedly. I mean, he the, the Free Beacon has a piece when he was mayor of Braddock, Pennsylvania. He asked, he will ask, he ordered a police officer to dig up dirt on one of his rivals. He abused his authority. And in fact, he was accused by the Braddock solicitor of abusing his mayoral authority. He had ordered a cop to obtain a police report involving his challenger, Jamie Cox, to do all this oppo on him. The Braddock City Council members, the city council called for Fetterman's arrest because they said that he absolutely, not only did he abuse his authority, but they said that he violated state laws regarding the handling of criminal information in cases where charges are dropped. And then three years later, the only time that he ever voted, which is kind of crazy, the only time that he actually ever voted was when he like cast this uh, tie-breaking vote, his only vote in 13 years as Braddock mayor, to fire the Braddock solicitor, Lawrence Shields, because Shields had accused him of abusing his authority. <laughs> I mean, this guy, he is a cosplayer. He cosplays as the average man. He's a tyrant. It's actually to his advantage, his health issue. And I think that they're trying to work that to some extent. They're, he's, you know, how dare you criticize? He thinks that he can wear, you know, hoodies and cargo shorts. And that's the outfit of the average man, which I think is such an, an, an insult. That's why he wears a hoodie all the time, because he wants to act like he wants to seem as though he's an average everyday man. He lived off his parents until he was 53 years old. He never, he, he only barely for two years, he worked as some agent for Chubb for two years, almost two years. That was his only job ever. He is, I mean, he lives off everybody else. His sister purchased his really super bougie loft that he lives in, and he gave her $1 for it so he could claim that he bought it. He's never had to actually work. He doesn't know anything about the economy. He doesn't know anything about the private sector. He has grown up rich and entitled. And his idea of the average everyday man, you know what's funny? Is when Superman wanted to go in disguise, he dressed up as the average everyday man. He wore a suit. He always looked nice in all the comics. You have John Fetterman. He thinks that if he dresses sloppy and wears a hoodie and wrinkled shorts and or jeans everywhere, you know, that that's all he needs to do. That's, oh, look, I'm, I'm fitting in. I'm in disguise as the average everyday man, which is kind of an insult to average everyday guys. 
just because you're not rich like Fetterman doesn't mean that you don't like to, you know, dress up to go to church or put on a nice shirt going out to eat with your family. Just because you're an average everyday person and not a rich entitled person like John Fetterman doesn't mean that, you know, you don't like nice things or you don't like to look nice or maybe you don't want to wear hoodies all the time. That's his that's what he sees as the average everyday man. I've never seen anybody so lazy and out of touch. He is one of the laziest people I've ever seen. What He hasn't done anything. What is Braddock Mayor? What is his big accomplishment? He acted like Levi's shooting a commercial and using some models and the town as a poverty chic backdrop somehow helped businesses. It was widely criticized, by the way. I wrote a whole thing on this. He, d- he didn't, he's never done anything except for himself. I mean, never mind the fact that he heard fireworks and the first black person that he saw happened to be a jogger driving by and he ran him down and held him at gunpoint. That's John Fetterman. Unreal. Now, his health concerns are the least of his problems. I think he is a classist and I think he's a racist. Absolutely, I do. Hearing firecrackers and your first instinct is to run down the literal first black person you see. And that's exactly what he did. And held the dude with a shotgun, held him at gunpoint. They had the jogger on camera. Why Oz has not made a campaign about this? I could slap everybody on his campaign team. Yeah. He, oh, they did? They, oh, they did. I will rescind the slap just for a second. Go ahead. I mean, how is the ad? I haven't seen it yet. This ad was literally just released, by the way. It was literally released like a couple of days ago. Yeah, let's hear it. As I want to hear it. As mayor of Braddock, John Fetterman chased down an innocent, unarmed black man. He says Fetterman followed me into North Braddock and pulled a shotgun and aimed it at my chest. Fetterman falsely accused the man, triggering a confrontation with police. I mean, there's a mayor with a shotgun and six other cops surrounded me. What else can I do but this? I believe I did the right thing, but I may have broken the law during the course of it. John Fetterman, reckless, risky, wrong for Pennsylvania. American leadership action is responsible. Okay, well, it's not Oz's campaign, but it is at least some somebody did it. So I don't rescind the slap, Uh, but somebody at least did it. I think this, you know, it. I, I could, you know, I'm I'm happy finally somebody did it. I'll tweet it out because that's that to me. That's crazy, crazy. Health is the least of this guy's concerns. Holy cow! He demands he. He had, yes, slap reissued, the entire city council of the town for which he was mayor demanded his arrest because he had ordered a cop to do oppo, to dig up oppo on a guy he didn't like, who opposed him, who said he was abusing his power. And the town solicitor, who accused him also, he fires the guy as the, the only vote that he ever cast in his 13 years as mayor is to get that solicitor fired. This guy is a wannabe Biden. Man, Pennsylvania. I don't, I'd rather go for a guy who dad dances and eats crudite than a guy who's going to run down random black people and hold them up at gunpoint while ordering cops to do your dirty digging for you. Jeez Louise. I mean, could it be more obvious? 
I mean, I feel like I'm watching it, it, like a version of Reno 911 or The Office, but like, you know, campaign style here or something. It's wild. <sighs> At least they made this ad. Good heavens. Yeah, he's got. Oh, by the way, he's going to mark 9-11 with an event promoting abortion. John Vetterman. Mm-hmm. Oh, and one last thing, as if you needed anything else. He uh, chose a cop killer ally to be on his board of pardons. Celeste Trusty has tries to Mumia Abu-Jamal. And John Fetterman said, uh, well, it's a self-described friend of cop killer Mumia Abu-Jamal to serve on his Pennsylvania board of pardons. Wow. I mean, this guy is corrupt. So corrupt. This week on the Federalist Radio Hour. Ed, to me, a, a sort of 21st century conservative, what jumps out is the question of how the postmodern uh, departure that comes on the heels of the Enlightenment and people suddenly stop believing uh, in the absolute truth of Christianity in the West. I'm Emily Jashinsky of The Federalist. Subscribe to The Federalist on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. The Dana Show, sponsored by 30 years of game-changing Caltech innovation, like the P-50, a new breed of pistol. Innovation. Performance. Caltech. We have a catastrophic bottleneck in our prisons of over 5,000 men and women condemned to die in prison. And many of them, I believe, personally, are deserving of a second chance. Um, it's not you. No one gives a, no one cares. No one, no one, that's John Fetterman, by the way. I think they deserve a second chance. What about their victims? That does, oh wait, they're dead. They don't, I guess they don't get second chances because they were killed by the people that you want to, I'm sorry, you do the crime, you do the time. That's just the way it is. There are people who are predators who, you know, target people, prey on children, prey on women. Even, you know, going after, you know, dudes going after other dudes. I don't, um, there's, here's the thing. Punishment and grace can coexist. Just saying. I mean, don't make me like break out, you know, NT on you here, New Testament, because it's true. I just, I I get, I get, that's that restorative justice nonsense. He would let out all like violent criminals. (sighs) that's just frustrating i i need the oz campaign to not be so abysmal he's not my candidate but john fetterman definitely i mean i'm not in pennsylvania i'm not gonna tell you what to do but oh my gosh guys we got a lot of folks in pennsylvania come on man crazy i keep seeing this coverage of the app the apple event you've been seeing all this stuff i keep seeing coverage of it the uh, phone, the new phone, and the new this. How many times are they going to change cameras? Yeah. How many times? There's a meme about that. It's actually pretty funny. Mm-mm-mm. All right. So coming up, we're going to get into some wokery. We got Peppa Pig, and who is getting all woke, and a bunch of other stuff you don't want to miss. In the meantime, let's kick it into. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> it's time for Florida Man. Today's exciting installment of Florida Man comes courtesy of Channel 10 Tampa Bay, headlined Gator Got My Arm. 
Man survives three days lost in the woods after an alligator attack. What? For real. Three days? Eric Murda said he was swimming in Lake Manatee. That's your first problem. When a gator bit his arm off. He said he survived three days in the swamp after the attack. We are hearing from this survivor for the first time ever. He says he's still adjusting to life with one arm. He said he's swimming in Lake Manatee. I mean, there's been a half dozen gator attacks this season around the Tampa Bay area. He goes, he goes, quote, not the smartest decision a Florida boy could make. You think? He said he got lost in the woods on July 17th at Lake Manatee Fish Camp in Micah City. When he found the lake, he's like, I'm going to swim across. I'm not going to walk around it. Now, here's the thing that gets me. He, sw- he knows that there's gators in the water. Almost as soon as he gets in the water, he notices there's a gator on his right hand side. So I went to swim. Wait, what? Did you think you were going to outswim the gator? He goes, her, his direct quote, so I look over and there's a gator on my right hand side. So I went to swim and she got my forearm. So I grabbed her like this and she was trying to roll, but she snapped her head. So my arm went backwards like this completely. And he said the alligator dragged him underwater three times. He said she already got my arm. So when we came up the third time, she finally did her death roll and took off my arm with it. That's just where his story begins. He says he swam back to where he started and began to walk and wander and scream for help. Bones poking out muscles. He goes, if I try to move my fingers, you could see it twitching. He spent three days trying to find his way out of the swamp. He said he followed the sun and power lines, stuff he could see. On day three, he stumbled on a fence and the man on the other side. He says, quote, I said a gator got my arm. Holy smokes, man, Meredith exclaimed. I love the way this guy tells the story. If, look, if my family was in Florida, this would be a cousin of mine. He said the first thing, first thing Meredith wanted was water, and then he was on a stretcher headed to Sarasota Memorial Hospital. They had to amputate the majority of his right arm. Florida Fish and Wildlife reported his attack on July 21st. He says he's trying to adjust to this new normal. He goes, do not feed the gators. And you guys know who you are throwing rocks at him. I've seen it on job sites. Leave them gators alone, he warns. Wise words from Mr. Eric Merida. We're glad he's okay. But man, imagine being like, I'm a racist skater. It's kind of what it sounds like. Stick with us. we got more in store. I really believe this is why God gave us two arms. One for the flu shot and the other one for the COVID shot. Um, what? What? Finna get drunk and yeah. I finna yeet myself <laughs> off a building. That's what I feel like. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here with you. Happy third hour. It's Wednesday. Top of our third hour here. That is the COVID advisor, Ashish Shah. He believes God gave us two arms. One for the flu shot and the other for the COVID shot. Kane, I have two of something too. (laughs) I was going to say that Florida man from last segment. I have. He's only got one arm. He's only now. got one arm, so, so he can only get the. Flu. I don't get the flu. Every time I got the flu shot, I've gotten the flu. I'm going to tell you, I've had coronavirus. The flu is so much ridiculously worse. I can't even put into words how bad it is. I mean, I was. I'm when I got the flu. The last time I got the flu, it. I mean, Glenn Beck even was like, "Oh my gosh, do you need some Tamiflu?" I had a 103 degree fever. I was, I could barely, I didn't, everything hurt. Everything that touched me hurt. I just, I didn't want to lay on the couch. And so I would, 
like a Shel Silverstein character. I would slide kind of off the couch and it's just hanging off. Everything hurt. I didn't even want to touch my phone. It was horrible. You know, with coronavirus, I had aches for the first day. I didn't really have like a lot of the, which I totally thought I would get the respiratory stuff. I didn't have all that. Like it was so much worse with the flu. Yeah, Glenn was like, do I, I need to get you some Tamiflu. Oh my gosh. You need to keep having, run her an ice bath. Make sure she has liquids. Because <sighs> apparently he had it really bad too. So he thought everybody was going to die who gets flu. But this guy, like I said, I also have two of something. See, we have also were given two hands, Kane. Yeah. And on those two hands... We were given two very special digits. And I have one for Ashish Shah. You thought I was going to do something, didn't you? And I have another for, let's say, Dr. Tedros. Just saying. See how nice they handled that? Y'all know what I mean. Y'all know. Somebody got mad at me because I said rat's backside the other day. Didn't they? You didn't think I was going to bring it up, did you? Sat in my head. Somebody got mad at me because they said it. I've told you before, I am not Big Bird. I I don't set out to shock. But also, you have to remember how I was raised and who I was raised with and how I come by it honest. So, you know, when you got, you got sailors in your family. (laughs) Just, just saying. All right. So, this, uh, what I don't under, the flu, because the flu shot doesn't really, and isn't, the flu shot is only, correct me if I'm wrong on this game, they don't actually know what strain is going to be the one that everybody gets, and so that they kind of true. guess, right? That so is, is, that, is that why some people still get it anyway? That is true. So how do they know what strain it's going to be? They don't care. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, they don't care. But, but with the coronavirus, like if it mutates in that, then you got to do all that stuff all over again, right? Yeah, you would think they would have, but they've yet to do it. Guys, you got to get the shot that doesn't actually prevent infection. Does it prevent transmission? No, it doesn't at all. So it's a therapeutic? Uh, well, then why don't you just like take something that helps ease your symptoms? Ivermectin, my doctor said it can help ease symptoms. Maybe not all doctors agree, but my doctor, which I think is smarter than the average rando on Twitter, and I, hands to sky, I think it aided my symptoms. So if that's a... Th- so what's you so why not just take that? Because we don't make money off it. Gosh. Stop. It, I mean, is that sometimes Occam's razor is the most obvious, you know, the most simple answer is the most obvious answer. Isn't it? I mean, what else is it? Like why you don't need uh. just you know the problem is during flu season, there's two things that people don't do that aggravates me half to death. First off, if you're sick, stay home. Don't be all, well, no, I can't stay home. I have to go. Look, I was raised by a single mother who worked three jobs. And when that woman showed up to work sick, her bosses were like, ah, go home, go home. Don't come in, go home. You can't. Nobody wants to be sick and have half their workforce out. Number two, as though apparently we didn't learn all of this enough during the pandemic, wash your hands. Wash your hands. I like give myself... Or I apparently get atopic dermatitis because I wash my hands so much. Although it's less now. The crazy thing is that since the lockdown happened, I'm way less of a germaphobe out of spite. I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? 
out of spite, I am less of a germaphobe. Although I will do my trick. If you ever, if we're ever in public and you shake my hand, it's not because I'm weird or anything. It's because I have a, a, a Clorox or a wet wipe in my pocket. So you'll always, it's a trick that I have because I would go to events and I would always get like strep throat or I'd get the cold or a cold or something going to all these different things. And it's not because I think that you're dirty. It's just a lot of people together freak me out with germs. Not as much though. You know what, King? You know what I did? The last two things that I did didn't even have one in my pocket. I was like, let me touch your baby too. Let me touch your hands. Let me touch your face. Out of spite because of lockdown. Let me touch your snotty kid. You got a kid's coughing. Let me touch him. I didn't care. Look, you can be like that. It don't matter where you're from. So I just don't, I don't think so. God gave us two arms, one for the flu shot and the other for the COVID shot. Well, oh man, put a hand over my mouth right now. I am literally made of jokes I cannot tell on air. I will so get fined. I have five right now. I just, <laughs> I just thought of the sixth one. I can't share any of these on air because we'll so get in trouble. The person who got mad at me for saying rats backside is going to get mad and call up the stations again. Well, you know, Fauci said that uh, apparently it's going to take one COVID shot yearly for the rest of our lives. Why? It's who asked two. Hoggle? Who asked him? Well, it's he's, not going to. He's science. What are you, a science denier? I'm a Fauci denier. Oh, well, then you're denying science. I just think if you're going to commit to that, then it should prevent transmission right yes that's what we would want like when you get the chicken pox thing and i like i don't i don't have a problem with vaccines when you get the chicken pox thing or the shot whatever it prevents you from supposed to prevent you from getting chicken pox right when you or you get the mumps or the whatever they it's it's an actual vaccine this they market it, everything that they say about it, they're like, they talk about it like it's a therapeutic. But oh my gosh, if you go and you get ivermectin, how dare you take them horse pills? Isn't that what it? How dare you take them horse pills? Taking that ivermectin. They run it down because, I don't know, my guess is they don't make bank on it. No, that's exactly what it is. FDA even, I think the tweet is still out there where the FDA says, you are not a horse. Don't take ivermectin. Now, what'd you share with me? You share with me, it says COVID-19 treatment guidelines. And the weird thing, and this is on the official NIH COVID site. Weird that they had all of this, you know, after so long where they, you, people were made fun of. Because um, I got, when I, we got it, it was right after Christmas. Literally, it was the day after Christmas. Uh, they said that now ivermectin and i'm looking at the it is actually on the website that's pretty crazy if you look on the website i was looking at a screen grab of it but if you actually look on the website ivermectin is used to treat like the symptoms in that and it's on there yep oh yeah because yeah, my doctor told me that because i just i because i didn't know i mean you hear things and i you know read about i i don't sit there and drink my bacteria tea like kane does and read all through this stuff and my doctor was like, well, you know, you, I'm going to also prescribe you some ivermectin. It's a totally different, you know, dosage and all this other stuff. It's like how steroids are different. Like if you get a steroid for like a sinus infection, it's not the same steroid as these two dudes that I was watching on an old episode of uh, uh, Bar Rescue last night. 
the the two uh, uh, bros that were totally roided out and they were fighting over their restaurant. It's totally different from the steroids they were on. So, I mean, it's nobody acknowledges that nuance. So they actually have it on their site. It's antiviral therapy because it helps with symptoms. All I know is this. Like when I, my first symptoms were I had such crazy aches and all my joints felt so stiff. I've never experienced that joint stiffness before. And you guys know I crochet because that's my brain yoga. And I couldn't even like hardly hold the hook. And then when I started doing uh, the ivermectin to help treat the symptoms, that absolutely alleviated it. I will fight you all day long on that. Maybe not everybody's experiences are the same, but I will note it's on this. It's on the NIH website now. How interesting. That's crazy. How many to- How long did were you made fun of? How many times did people make fun of you? Because you would ask a question about it. Or you would ask, you know, well, maybe I should ask my doctor about this. Or people, what, there was people going to Buckeyes, which I don't know if they don't, if they have Buckeyes anywhere else outside of like Missouri or some of the like farm or ranch stores. So Buckeyes and where I grew up was before they built the Walmart, there was a Buckeyes. <laughs> and you'd go there and you wanted, if you wanted to get feed or anything else, you'd go there and get it. But you could also get other stuff too. Um, and they had a lot of like veterinarian medicine and some people were like, I'll just, I'm going to go up to Buckeyes and ask, can you just give me whatever dosage, you know, doctors are prescribing. And apparently there were some, there were a lot of farm stores like that, that would do that. And it's crazy because you didn't hear people, you know, dying by the dozens because ivermectin and all this stuff, you didn't hear it, but everybody was made fun of. They used it like class warfare. They made fun of every, all those stupid hicks, everybody taking ivermectin. They think it cures it. No one ever said that it cured anything. They were just saying that what it did was alleviate symptoms. The same way they are describing the injection now. Maybe it's a Nordstrom injection. No, I was going to bring it full circle. I was going to bring that tugboat to shore. Slowly but surely. I get all my vaccines off the rack. Mm. No, well, there's the but this sounds like the full price of one, Kane. It's the Nordstrom vaccine, like the Nordstrom gas that Karine Jean Pierre was talking about. Can I hear that one more time today, just to make my day? Party, please. Uh, one of the things that uh, has been out there to shut down the pipeline of Nordstrom One. Nordstrom One. Maybe that's where. Maybe that's that. I mean, that's why gas is so expensive. Uh, Eric Fartswell out of California, Representative Fartswell, he said, you okay? Yeah. He said, uh, quote, it's time to rally California. We all need to do our part to help avoid power outages this week before 4 p.m. Pre-cool your home. I'm sorry, what? Pre-cool? I can't roll my eyes hard enough. Before 4 p.m., pre-cool your home. After 4 p.m., avoid use of major appliances and turn your thermostat to 78 or higher. Let's keep the lights on, California. I don't know. You guys could have all the money y'all had and you did nothing to help your grid, did you? <sighs> Golly. He had tweeted, as Kane shared, Texas, where Republicans provide plenty of energy to control your body, but no energy to control your thermostat. Well, who runs... California again? Kane? Democrats. Democrats do. Boy, I can't wait for everybody to plug in their, their EVs tonight. Golly. Okay, sidebar. I know we got to get moving. I want to I trade my... I'm thinking about trading my car in for a giant gas guzzler that has heavy doors and... 
my husband's like, have you seen them electric Hummers? He only likes them because they drive sideways. I swear to you, that's the only reason that he likes those things because they, you, is it really that big of a deal? An electric car, it's, it's an electric Hummer. It's about the, I'm sorry if you are into that. I think it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. How expensive is that battery, you think? Oh my gosh. And he keeps going, you know the headline that I had earlier, how it said, oh, their hydrogen's going to be fueling everything and cars will be running on thin air. That's going to be a long time before we get to that point. I mean, we'll see it in our lifetimes, but it's going to be a long time before we get to that point. Let's just be honest. Every time I see this thing with California and their whole thing with the, the, the electric grid and all of that, can you imagine needing to run an errand or having like an emergency and not being able to go because... You can't charge your little dinky car. And they all look like roller skates. Except the ones that are like $1,011 million because they're the fancy supercar electric ones. But on average, the average ones that are designed like boxes, what are they? What are they? Like 60? With inflation? Yeah. Minimum 60,000. Yeah. Average income is 76? Yep. Yeah. There you go. Woohoo! <laughs> And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So, one of these may be fake. First and foremost, a 28-year-old woman is allergic to gravity. I have never heard of this in my life. Bedbound 28-year-old woman apparently faints up to 10 times a day, can only stand up for three minutes before passing out due to rare condition. It's allergic to gravity. She has nausea and all that when she stands. I don't know. Uh, Anthony Fauci has moved from calling himself science to inevitable as he exhibits a new uh, gold glove with jewels encrusted on the knuckles. Uh, And uh, lastly, uh, tech news, contact lenses could replace your phone screens. Mini shark bugs. Oh, man, I'll have to tell you that one later. Dana gives you the meat and potatoes news of the day. None of that tofu news. More like bacon with a side of hash browns news. The news you want, the way you want it. The Dana Show. We have six million job openings. As you just said, it's going to hurt business in our country. It's going to hurt our economy. And in some cases, I think it's it's a bigger threat to our economy than inflation is at this point, than a recession, because we need to fill these jobs. And then with all that President Biden has done with the CHIPS bill and the infrastructure bill and the Inflation Reduction Act, that's about creating more jobs, more manufacturing jobs. Companies are still growing in America. Uh, Businesses want to expand in America. What? Holy wow. Uh... This is nuts. So first off, welcome back to the show, Dana Lashier. This audio is Labor Secretary is the Labor Secretary saying labor shortages are a bigger stretch to the economy than inflation or a recession. Um I think he's got the order of things wrong. And yes, Kane. Also, if that were true, they would have never locked down the country. <laughs> Not true. They would have never locked it down. They would have said that that's a stupid idea because if it's worse than inflation and recession, why would you do it? Exactly. If it was, there you go right there. Ooh, I'm telling you. So I I have like a bunch of headlines on this. So we're, we've been talking about uh, everything. I got some wokery, but I, I really want to touch on this is going to be the big thing. The ESG, the environmental standards guidance, because a lot of that, you know, to this to the point of this audio, if you want to have a discussion about labor shortages, trying to meet this arbitrary, completely predicated upon fabricated science 
of ESG uh, and the in the climate, you know, cult coalition. That's going to cost more jobs. We talked about some of the costs in the inflation bill that are associated with a lot of the green policies that he's trying to push in this. Let me share a couple of things here. Let me share some of this. I thought this was a joke when I first actually uh, saw the story. It was in the New York Times. And I was I didn't think that this was actually a thing and it and it is. Um, the story reads, Europe is sacrificing its ancient forests for energy. Governments bet billions on burning timber for green power. Wait, green power? Green power. That was not supposed to be part of the EU's green strategy, right? I mean, I'm reading this. They were subsidizing wood burning, renewable fuel. They wanted to move away from coal and gas, get into chips and pellets. That that was going to, first they were going to turn sawdust waste into green power. They gave that market a ton of subsidies. And now... They're going after their forests, like super old forests. And now with the Russian energy crunch because of uh, the Nordstrom pipeline, as Karine Jean-Pierre calls it. They, I mean, they said forests in Finland and Estonia, they were once seen as key assets for reducing carbon from air. They're now the source of so much logging to get the trees for uh, renewable energy that the EU what is it the EU scientific whatever they now see them as carbon emitters so just to recap over in Europe they were trying to move everything to the renewable energy and now we're burning down all their forests and logging everything, logging so much that it's now considered a carbon, so top carbon emitter. Well, there's more. Oh, no. <laughs> the industry has become so big that they can't even keep track of it now. Okay. The official research from the EU says they couldn't identify the source of 120 million metric tons of wood used across the continent last year. 120 million metric tons of wood. It is a gap bigger than the size of Finland's entire timber industry. And researchers say the majority was most likely burned for heating and electricity. The EU consumes more wood pellets than any other region. That's from Bioenergy Europe. Now, the European Parliament, the EU, they're going to vote on a bill uh, that's going to eliminate most of the industry subsidies and prohibit countries from burning whole trees to meet their clean energy targets. They say only energy from wood waste like sawdust would qualify as renewable and thus be eligible for subsidies. <laughs> you see the problem with that, Kane? I do. You do? Mm-hmm. But now, a bunch of these European governments, they say, okay, now is not the time 
to meddle with this very important in an energy industry because they're pointing to the to the to the uh, Nord Stream One pipeline. Oh, sorry, the Nordstrom was John Perrine, Corinne John Pierre calls it. They said that because of all of that is in jeopardy. They said that we absolutely have to be able to burn this for for energy. So there have been protesters out in the streets. French authorities have already warned of rolling blackouts this winter. And all of these, there's a bunch of internal documents that the press got a hold of. And they show that in Central Europe and in a bunch of these Nordic countries in particular, that they're really, really pushing to keep these wood subsidies going. Scientists were like, we told you so. What? I... Latvia said that there's going to be a negative impact on investment and businesses. Denmark said, you know, these need to be left to each individual government. Um, all of this. They, and the EU is like, well, we've been a leader in setting green policies. Really, though? Because now look what's happening. I mean, this is one of the stupidest things. You're, you're going through your lumber. The EU required countries to meet these stupid renewal, renewable energy, totally arbitrary targets while russia decides to cut off their exports oh my gosh i i just can't and so this is what they've been doing in the name of grain (laughs) in the name of grain i really want to be able to share that image but i can't kane you can't put stuff in slack that i can't share of course i can oh my gosh but um there you go. Just if you're talking about scientists and all that, you know, um, I just have a science mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. What do plants breathe? Oh, okay, that would be carbon dioxide. That is true, carbon dioxide. So, why are we worried about carbon dioxide? It's what plants crave. I know, it totally is. So, <laughs> it's not green if you're going to cut off the breathing of plants. Mm. That's yeah. true. It's it's mind boggling. This is but but see, they wanted to the EU was like, well, we came up with the Paris Accord, so now we're gonna try to comply with it. And so to comply with it, everybody started burning wood to get away from coal. And now look at it. What are you gonna do? Oh, so they so they they went after the what is it? This is there a sawdust industry or is it just a pellet industry? I don't know. Big sawdust? I don't know. Big pellet. <laughs> I had a dresser made of sawdust back in the 90s. Oh, my gosh. So, I I mean, if they're, if they're making everybody go back to sawdust, isn't the whole reason they started burning the trees is because it, the amount of sawdust was insufficient? Yeah. But also, how do you get sawdust is the thing. Well, the sawdust fairies bring it. I mean, obviously. <laughs> it's not dust. From Nordstrom? Right. It's not dust from a saw that's been sitting for a year. It's <laughs> not how it works. Boy, a lot of people are going to have to start like buying some Ikea. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work. Man, I don't want to give anybody ideas, but I'm just saying, you know that's going to happen. Well, if we subsidize Ikea, people just buy, you know, the Ikea furniture, then we'll... This is the problem when government gets involved in stuff. Yeah. So Complete the, logic there wasn't the a, So they're like, we're going to subsidize sawdust and pellets. Oh, my gosh. There's not enough sawdust or sawdust to make the pellets. 
So let's just go after the whole trees. So then let's go after the old growth. And then went, oh my gosh. So they're for Green Utopia, they're eating their forests. This is how ridiculous this is. It re- I was actually surprised to see this in the New York Times. Now, I will say, I was reading through. Let me just check real quick, just to make sure before I say this. Okay, so when I do a control F and I try to search the page for the term Paris Accord, that doesn't come up, interestingly enough, which you would think that it would in this piece because it was the Paris Accord that put them all in this position. That's kind of interesting, isn't it? Hmm. 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 Yeah, I'm sure everybody's going to get right on that. Yeah. Golly. So that is, yeah, that's, there you go. Now, I want to share with you this piece from Free Beacon. I'm shaking my head here. You want to hear it? Here it is. So in rural Kentucky, the Biden administration is placing vending machines filled with drug supplies. Are they trying to kill people? It's a $3.6 million project. So the country's overdose epicenter is in rural Kentucky. And the Biden administration is like, you know what? We're going to make it easier. Here's some syringes. Not even kidding. That's not a fake story. I'm not pulling your leg. I promise. That's a real thing. So... So when when it says drug supplies, mm-hmm. like is that a supply of drugs? Also, do you get to buy drugs out of the damn the machine? Pro- it's from the National Institutes of Health. They're going to study the effectiveness. That's a questionable word of what they call harm reduction kiosks in rural Appalachia that contain injection equipment, uh, naloxone, naloxone. How do you say? How you say cucumber? I'm going to be uh, Baldwin's wife for a second. How you say cucumber? How do you pronounce that? Naloxone. 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 Fentanyl test strips, hygiene kits, prophylactics, and other supplies. They will allow drug users to obtain items like syringes, so they don't. So they can eliminate the stigma that comes with visiting an in-person facility. How dare you shame someone for their illicit and dangerous drug use? How dare you the most deadly thing you can do is inject an illegal drug an illegal substance remember when they made fun of uh, trump because they said which he didn't say to drink bleach literally the biden administration is going inject yourself (laughs) wow this was after the fun crack pipe kit that they had now it's a $30 million harm reduction grant program that was through the Department of Health and Human Services. So you know this is all tax dollars. Now I don't, the University of Kentucky wouldn't uh, respond because apparently it's going to be like in this, uh, I, I guess they were working with the National Institute on Drug Abuse, which heads the project at NIH. They said that the drug, that the uh, vending machines also will include food kits, water, socks, gloves, wound care. Some other things they wouldn't they wouldn't respond to anything else about the about the program. So just to recap, in what is described as the overdose capital, 
in the United States, the Biden administration is <laughs> they're putting actual drug supply kiosks that have the syringes and everything in them. Because, Kane, you don't want to create a stigma. You don't want a stigma associated. You want them to avoid any kind of judgment while shooting up narcotics. How dare you? So you don't care about their life. You just care about what it looks like. You don't, you, you're so, there are people who are actually so concerned about what others think of them that they will actually make it easier for people to do like serious harmful drugs and if, an overdose. How does making, giving them more syringes stop overdoses? That's like saying in order to stop you from speeding your car, we're going to make it go faster. Or it's like to pursue chastity, become a prostitute. How does that work? Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Ah, yes. Make sure you sign up for Chapter and Verse, my newsletter, over at Substack. Lots of good stuff that comes out of there regularly. Oh, I just saw this too. India dashes U.S. hopes on oil price cap. Oh, man. We will buy from Russia. We'll buy from wherever. Oh, boy. You know, we really should have, I think, done more to make them friends because they did say they're, they're fighting with China right now. But, well, somewhat kind of over some disputed territory. It's, you know, it's a long story. Uh, but Moscow and Beijing, they signed to a new agreement to trade oil in the uh, in rubles and, and the, uh, yeah, the yen. And they said that this was the U.S. Deputy Treasury Secretary who said he hopes China and India will join the G7's price cap on Russian oil. And India's basically saying, no. We'll buy from Russia. We'll buy from wherever. Oh, boy. This is, I'm telling, boy, great job. Great great job, Biden administration. Great job. Today's stupidity, Kane. All right. Dr. Fauci says everyone will need to get a yearly COVID shot for the rest of their lives. And then Biden's COVID advisor, Ashish Jha, believe God gave us two arms for some reason. Listen to what he says. I really believe this is why God gave us two arms, one for the flu shot and the other one for the COVID shot. Yeah, that's um, uh, that's a hard pass for me. Yeah, I don't think so. That's not how we're going to. So my arms, my choice. I have two things, too, like I said. Just saying. Just saying. Folks, that does it for us today. Have a wonderful rest of your evening. Sign up to Chapter and Verse over at Substack. Follow us on Official Dana Lash at Facebook, YouTube. Like and subscribe. Back with you tomorrow.